No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalms 64 and 65 where David seeks God's protection from his enemies and he commends the Lord's gracious care of all things. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. We continue today in Psalm 64, a Psalm of David. Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity, who sharpen their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him and do not fear. Now many times David begins his psalms with this phrase, Hear my voice, O God. And I don't think it wasn't that God was listening, but often when we pray, we want God to answer. We don't always get his answers right away. And so David was pressing his plea with the Lord. Now, Charles Spurgeon said of this psalm, It is our duty to note how constantly David turns to prayer. It is his battle axe and weapon of war. He uses it under every pressure, whether of inward sin or outward wrath foreign invasion, or domestic rebellion. We shall act wisely if we make prayer to God our first and best trusted resource in every hour of need. And I would agree with that. Prayer is certainly what we should turn to in our hours of need. And David teaches us how to pray effectively in the Psalms. That's why one of my favorite things to do is just to take the Psalms and make it my own prayer to the Lord. I find that it helps me to pray better. Now, David said, to preserve my life from fear of the enemy. So David had many enemies, and of course, he writes about that quite a bit. But here, here he's asking God to preserve his life and then to hide him from their secret plots. And then he goes on to just describe what these are. He said they sharpen their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, bitter words that they may shoot in secret at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him and do not fear. So imagine a warrior getting ready for battle. And so he sharpens his sword because he wants his sword to do as much damage as possible. Well, David said that's what they're doing with their tongues. They are sharpening them. They are thinking it through. They want to do as much damage with their words against the righteous, against me, David is saying, as they possibly can. And so they bend their bows to shoot bitter words, and they do this from secret. They aren't courageous enough to come out and do uh, hand-to-hand combat openly. No, they, they're like the sniper hiding in the bush, you know, and they fire their bitter words and you don't even know where they came from. And, and that's always the toughest to deal with. I would much rather have somebody come up to me and just rebuke me to my face than to hear the backbiting comments through the grapevine that they say in secret, just really indicating their own cowardice. Uh, but that's what David was saying. This is what they do. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They talk of laying snares secretly. They say, who will see them? 
And so here they gain courage by being sort of safe in numbers. They get a conspiracy going of other people that feel the same way they do. And they talk of an evil matter, but they don't do it openly again. And I think so many of these uh, secret accusations, these so-called whistleblowers that are going to launch their accusations, but they don't come out openly and face the ones they are accusing. It's just, again, a form of cowardice. And, uh, and that's what David is saying here. That's what these people are like. They say, who will see them? Nobody's seen what we're doing. They devise iniquities. We have perfected a shrewd scheme. So this is what they're working at. This is their career is to craft these shrewd schemes. And I, I sometimes think if people would put as much time and energy into doing what is right as they do in crafting wicked schemes, they would probably prosper abundantly. Both the inward thought and the heart of man are deep. So you might think that you know somebody, but really God only knows what's going on within the heart. They may, uh, to your face, make you think that they're kind toward you, but really uh, they may have these just bitterness in the heart. Verse 7, But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded. So he will make them stumble over their own tongue. All who see them shall flee away. I love the imagery of this. You know, their secret uh, in their plots, but God is going to be shooting at them and they're not going to know where it even came from. Suddenly they will just be wounded and uh, God will make them stumble over their own tongue. I, I like that imagery of just the tongue hanging out there and they trip on it. And you see that people often get stumbled in their words and their words are then turned and used against them. All who see them shall flee away. All men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider his doing. And so as people see this, they'll recognize that God's hand of judgment is involved and they will fear God as a result. And the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart shall glory. This is why you can make the Lord your defense. This is why... You're far better off not to try to be your own defense, but to trust God to pray and let the Lord be your defense because he will make it clear to everybody around. And the people uh, who are just sort of the innocent bystanders will fear God because they see, wow, look what God did. And then the upright will also glory because they realize that God has come through for them. Now we come to Psalm 65, and it is another Psalm of David. Praise is awaiting you, O God, in Zion, and to you the vow shall be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, you will provide atonement for them. Now this psalm is prophetic. It is looking forward to the Son of David, Jesus Christ, who will one day reign in Jerusalem. And it says here that to you all flesh will come. This looks forward to the millennial kingdom when all of the nations of the earth will come to Jerusalem to worship King Jesus. And of course, Paul writes about this where he says that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. What a wonderful day that will be. Verse 3 says, Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, you will provide atonement for them. 
So David understood that he was a sinner. Uh, He needed God's forgiveness. And I believe this is very important as we come to worship God ourselves, that we recognize we have sinned against God and uh, we confess those sins. If we do confess them, he's faithful and just. He'll forgive us. But that we also understand the efficacy of Christ's sacrifice, his atoning sacrifice on the cross that causes us to be forgiven of all of our sins. So important for us to remember that when we go into prayer, to know that we have been cleansed as we have confessed our sins and the slate is clean. Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. By awesome deeds and righteousness, you will answer us, O God of our salvation, you who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of the far-off seas. So David says, blessed is the man you choose. And truly, the greatest blessing of all is knowing that God has chosen us. He's elected us. And I love what Charles Spurgeon said where he said that it's a good thing that God chose me before I was born, because if he waited until after I was born, he never would have chosen me. (laughs) So I think one of the greatest joys we can have is just knowing, God, you knew everything about me and you still chose me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, But David says here that there is this great satisfaction in the goodness of the Lord's house, in his holy temple. He says, we shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house. I don't know of any satisfaction like the satisfaction that comes from just dwelling in the presence of the Lord, abiding in him. Finally, David says, you are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of the far off seas. Now, David knew that he had been chosen. He knew that he was part of the chosen nation of Israel, but here he was not ethnocentric in that way. He also recognized that God had a heart for all of the nations. And that's what he says. You're the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of the far off seas. And David, as he's speaking here about the Christ, realizing that Christ would be the light to the Gentiles, to all of the nations. Verse six, who established the mountains by his strength. Being clothed with power, you who still the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the peoples. So here, David is saying that God established his power and goodness. He established the mountains by his strength. He stills the noise of the seas. And I believe that this was one of the reasons why when Jesus calmed the Sea of Galilee, and, you know, the disciples thought they were going to die out in the boat, you know, Uh, but they immediately recognized that Jesus was the Son of God because only God can do that. David said, those who dwell in the farthest parts are afraid of your signs. And so they see God do these amazing works and they fear him. You make the outgoings of the morning and evening rejoice. So not only do the nations fear the Lord when they see his mighty works, but they also rejoice where the morning dawns and the evening fades. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly. 
You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. And so God's mercy demonstrated through the rains, the uh, early and latter rains. Of course, there in Israel, they were dependent upon the rain, not like in Egypt where they could water the land from the Nile. Here they were dependent upon God who would bring the rains and bring forth the harvest. He says, the river of God is full of water. And the river here, speaking of just the work of the Holy Spirit, the living water that comes to God's people. F.B. Meyer said of this psalm, let us seek an equal fertility in the life of the soul through that river of God, which is the Holy Spirit. So it's wonderful to, to get the abundant harvest from the Lord, but also the abundant harvest of life to the soul that comes from the river of God, the Holy Spirit pouring into our lives. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. David is just celebrating God's amazing goodness in the harvest that was abundant. Also, the well-fed flocks, the green pastures, you know, and the grain that was growing so well. It, it was just so much reason for rejoicing in all of God's goodness. You've been listening to Simply the Bible. The Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll consider how awesome the Lord's works are. We should behold them, make His praises heard, and bring our offerings. But if we regard iniquity in our hearts, then He won't hear. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.